This is Betty Collins, and we are Inspiring Women, presented by Bradyware. This is the podcast that advances women towards economic, social, and political achievement. I am here to inspire you to take steps to the next level in your career. Thanks for listening and investing your time in yourself. More about Inspiring Women in this episode can be found at bradyware.com slash resources. So today we're talking about defining success, really kind of focused in the area of business because so many people think success is they've made it to the C-suite, that that's what success is. And, and it is, it's very, you know, someone who can get there, it's a great thing. But the C-suite, you know, the CEO, the COO, the CFO, the CIO, there's so many of them now. And generally, of course, those are the top people in the industry. So are in their company. We're always driving to get there. The C-suite is not the only success that is out there in your career and business. So I want to talk about that today. And here's a great saying. It's not mine. Put your heart, your mind, your intellect, and your soul even into every small act. That is a secret of success. Anything that you do in life, really, if you give it 110%, whether it's it's how you cleaned your car or how you uh, cleaned the house or any of those types of things, if you really did a great job and you put everything into it, perfect. If you have a podcast and you put your heart and your mind, your intellect and your soul into even just the details of that podcast, that's success. So that's why I, I was drawn to that saying. You know, my idea of success has changed a lot over 56 years, and success depends upon the season you're in, right? My 20s were all about getting a degree, getting married, getting the first house, having kids. All those things were a part of the 20s. Isn't it funny how that's not part of the 20s today? And my 30s were all about then surviving the kids and pushing my limits so you could have the, the second house and move and have that. It was always a fast pace in my 30s. My 40s, though, were a decade of aha moments, in quotes. Massive changes in my mindset and my direction. And then my 50s, all of a sudden, I became very focused on college tu- tuition. That's a big thing. Two kids, you know, in school at the same time, it was pretty tough. I was focused too on transitioning and realizing that my kids were, it was time for them to launch and go. And so life changes. But I realized too, I had a venue and a platform that I had to use wisely. So I don't know about my 60s because I'm not there yet. So we're not going to talk about those. But every season has been different. So success looked different in every season. The one constant through all those seasons and through all it was that I was in public accounting. I was a CPA. My career, you know, it was the provision for all those challenges and goals and things that you're striving for. Whether it was college tuition or diapers, the, it was the provision. So my career had to be done well. And by always pushing myself, I, you know, always wanted to go forward and upward. We, we, we can't think in any other way. Focus, though, was never being at the top. I always was moving in that direction, but it was not where my destination was. So it's kind of a contradiction almost. Here I am, I'm in this career, trying to have success, always wanting to go forward, but I never saw the C-suite as the success. I never saw that that part of the destination was where I was going to have that. 
again, it's kind of a contradiction. I knew, though, it was not in my best interest to run up a side of the mountain while I was climbing already way too too much. I knew and watched the number one. I watched the C-suite people around me and the stress, the pressure, the consuming, because it, it really is. You are the, the number one. You're at the top of your position in your company. And guess what? Everything really falls on you. When good times happen, you get six, the credit. When bad times happen, you get the credit. So going forward and upward, yes, but not to the top or the C-suite. And I think we need to look at that, that that's okay. You know, I started my career in food service management in Rochester, New York, and I started uh, my career as all. You sprint, right? I'm sprinting along, I'm going, but soon learned that I was going to work 40 years. So this was a marathon. And looking back, it was a great time of transitioning from college to the real world. It was a learning experience time. I, I developed some amazing skills. It was the time where I figured out what I didn't want. I did not want long hours. I did not want to be far from my family. You know, I'm a Buckeye. I could never feel like I could earn enough money. It was never enough. So no matter how hard you worked, it was still you needed more, right? I did figure out, though, that I wanted kids and a family and balance, yet I wanted success in a career. So I left food service, about four years of that, and I started with this very small company, and I eventually became the owner, and then... I merged into a larger company. You know, I've enjoyed being the owner, having influence, leading initiatives, and and have a platform where I get to drive certain passions that have nothing to do with accounting, right? But I'm not the CEO. Never have been. I've never been the COO. I've never really been the CFO, and I'm not a CIO. (laughs) I did not make it to the C-suite. So I guess I missed success. No. I I absolutely found that success was not in the C-suite for me. In fact, I look back over my career because I did not push myself to be in that. I enjoyed my career more, I think, because I wasn't always shooting for that number one. Being number one is not for the weak. It is, it's a tough place to be. But I still had success because I had a different impact and influence. And most importantly, I enjoyed, you know, and seized moments in my life outside of that corporate wall. Um, I've listened to Will Ferrell several times, uh, his commencement speech to USC. I would tell you to to play it. I, I mean, I'm a huge Will. You don't play things to know, right? You listen. But I would tell you to listen to it. It's on YouTube. USC is where he, he attended, and he talked about his success, well, of course, with all humor involved. But he he talked more about his, his 16-year marriage, his boys, his charity. He talked very passionately about the USC family. But he really talked about his journey getting there, and and he he didn't talk he didn't start out by going I was on Saturday Night Live. He didn't talk about I've made all these movies, although he did wind that all in there. He was just happy with it, with other things besides being in in a you know the number one and all the different things that come along with that. Um, and I always have liked that, and I, I've tried to do that in my own career in business. I mean, he's an actor. I'm, a, I'm not Will Ferrell. But I'm glad that I worked and played hard along the way in both of it. And by the way, we can't all be in the C-suite. <laughs> Many of us, first of all, are not meant to be there. We're, we're not leaders. Uh, but the good news is you can have success out of that C-suite. And by the way, top leaders, they need followers. 
And we can learn from them and probably have similar characteristics. We just use them differently. So how do we learn from the C-suite? I looked up, what does a C-suite person do? What, what, what is their success? And they prioritize because when you are number one, you cannot do everything. We could do that in any situation. They get to the point, they drill it down, they make a decision, they go forward. They probably ask a lot more questions. They get a lot of good advice around it. They have to have that. And then decisions have impact, so they have to make good ones because there's a lot of people relying on them. And trust is at the core of everything with a successful uh, C-suite person. So, you know, if you don't have that team and support, you can't do it. Characteristics needed for all successes, though, whether you're in the C-suite, a mom, whether you're a teacher or a CPA, right? Success in any of these roles probably include characteristics like being patient, (laughs) being consistent, having an ability to adapt. Not one of my strong points. Persistence, doesn't matter what you do. Open-mindedness and self-reliance. So we all have different career goals to achieve success. There's nothing right or wrong, and success is measured differently by all of us. Some people strive for less money and more freedom, or some just, you know, we just, the chance to start that own business, that that thing called entrepreneurship, right? And you can be the CEO and in the C-suite, you uh, just might be the only person in the company, but that's okay. (laughs) Maybe you like being in that whole social enterprise crowd. I know Joe DeLoss with um, Hot Chicken Takeover. You should look him up and listen to his story. It's pretty cool. Um, you don't. You just don't want to be in that corporate setting, let alone in the C-suite. And unfortunately, we tend to obsess over our goals in our career. Most of us do. Uh, they're important, but they're not everything. And once you find your ambitious side and you kind of wake up maybe one day and say, gee, I'd like to have some money or I'd like to pay my bills or get rid of my student debt – Then all of a sudden you're in a different mode and you tend to find it's hard to understand why others around you are not focused on their careers and their goals, you know, all those self-help books or or brilliant podcasts like you're listening to. But why wouldn't everyone give everything to be a top executive or who wouldn't want to start their own business or why does a promotion and a raise not excite them? All the career goals and the success you have, whether you're in the C-suite or you're just going to have it in your own world. All of those goals are valid. So no matter where you are, they tend, you know, focus on yours and stick to yours and not to others. Your success may be that your career is something that you take a lot of pride in. You know, you feel confident about it. Keep that distinction in your mind between that life and a job. You know, all of those things are important. There's a reason why we have this thing called work-life balance. It it dominates books. It dominates podcasts. It dominates everywhere. Um, I think it's a lot of myth because you can't. It's just hard to do. And there's a lot of energy that goes into trying to balance, or there's a lot of energy that (laughs) you go when you live in chaos. But they just all go hand in hand. But work success being number one isn't necessarily equated to, to your happiness. You're more than a title and a set of skills. You're a human being. And it's important sometimes just to step back and remember that. The work side of your life is just that. It's one side. By the way, this is a news alert, news flash. You don't have to make yourself miserable to be successful in the C-suite or not. 
you know, it's natural to look back, and I do it all the time. I, I, I just get tired thinking about some of the periods in my life, uh, the long days and the overtime and the excessive hours, the new clients, all that, maintaining them, having a bottom line, and, and that's really good. And, and sometimes all that has consumed me. But second, you know, success is just not about working hard. It's also about working smart. You know, when I was a single mom, I did that for a period of time in my life. I was driven to make sure that my kids would have, you know, some comfort and fun. I wasn't in excessiveness, but also that they would go to college, that they would get to be on a campus and do the whole gamut. It was one of the best four years in my life. So I had to be successful for them. And how was I successful? How did I work smarter, not harder? Well, I bought a house right in the middle of middle school, high school, and my office. (laughs) It was this easy triangle of driving to school, to home, to work, and I did it all the time, all day long. I was intentional about living in that area. I still live there because I like it. It's my home. But it was intentional. It was a part of decision in, in working smart and raising and enjoying kids. There was no time to prioritize that I had to be the CEO. Yet again, I was enjoying success on my terms. You know, I'm not quite sure who decided what the dis- definition of success is. Um, there's tons of it, and I, or what it entails. But there are too many people in existence to make sure one size fits all for achievement. There's nothing wrong with having no common ground with the person that sits right next to you. It's okay to succeed on terms and do it in your way. We all prioritize people, material items, family things, dreams, jobs in different ways. The C-suite may have been something we were told we should be because it's the top, it's the number one, it's at the end of the career. It's just not for everyone. And either way, it's all about your happiness and your balancing on your terms. So I end this podcast on a very positive note. I want to just talk about definitions of success that you should not ignore. In fact, you need to choose your own success definition. So success is always doing your best. It's properly setting goals. It's having a place to call home. It's understanding about need and want. It's believing that you can. Success is remembering to balance work with passion. You know, you got to focus on what you like. It's taking care of your needs. Remember, you got to put your own oxygen mask on before you assist others, right? Success is learning that you sometimes have to say no and really being careful when you say yes. Success is learning you have abundance in your life and you're, you're thankful. Success is understanding you cannot keep what you don't give away. Again, how many people have brought you along in your success? Success is overcoming fear. It's learning something every day. It's learning to lose few battles so it can help you win a war. That's okay. Discussion, open, you know, differences, arguments should not be about the victory, but the progress. Success is, is being loved and loving back. It's standing your ground when you believe in something. You know, critics are, will be in your life whether you're in the C-suite or not. Criticizing and, and doing assessment is part of your success. Success is certainly not giving up. It's all about your effort and not others. It's yours. And celebrating small victories. You know, success to me, we look at the end game, like the C-suite or well, there's an example of that. But if I have to lose 52 pounds, it's just easier to look at it one pound a week 
than 52 pounds. So celebrating small victories as you go along and having a perspective that gets you there. Success is never letting a disability hold you back and understand that you control, obviously, your destiny. Success goes beyond the C-suite. And for some, the C-suite is success. And we, we, you know, I applaud people that get there. And, and I, need, I need a good CEO in my life, right? So success goes way beyond the C-suite. For some, the C-suite is the success. And we applaud anyone who gets there for sure, especially in today's world. We need some top leadership. It's, it's a big void. For some, just define your success. You define it. And you enjoy it and have a good journey and don't be consumed in the destination, especially the C-suite. As your career advancements continue, your financial opportunities will continue to grow. Be prepared. Visit bradyware.com resources to download a copy of the financial checklist for every stage of your life, everything about the Inspiring Women's podcast, this episode, and Bradyware and Company Accounting Services can be found in the podcast show notes.